Hey gang, hey queen, you're listening to Don't Speak the Female Podcast, where we give you tools to survive, thrive, and flourish. And if you want to do any of those, well, you're just in luck, you're in the right place. Stay tuned as we talk about Spider-Man, as we talk about childhood, we talk about growing up, and we talk about the power that we have as individuals growing up, okay? Now, secondly... I also want to introduce myself to those who are new to my platform. I am Melanie Ramdean, founder of Don't Speak Defeat to Me, and you're listening to Glacier Underground. How you doing? Now let's go. Yo, let me tell you all something. Growing up, I was... I was not the average now you would see me on pic in pictures and you would see me and be like oh she's so pretty or all your makeup is so on fleek do we even say on fleek anymore let me know do we even say on fleek anymore because i can't seem to keep up with all of the latest trends and sayings and you know what now when i was younger I was like about, let's say, seven, six, seven years old. Mm, Let's say seven, eight years old. Let's give it that. Seven, eight years old, actually. Let's give it that instead. I think around that time, Spider-Man had now come out. Spider-Man 1. And this is not the Spider-Man with Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield. This is the Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire. So this should give you all a hint of how old I am. Now, <laughs> wow, I'm old. Now, Tobey Maguire, he acted in this movie, Spider-Man. And I fell in love with his acting and I fell in love with Spider-Man. To me, he was Spider-Man. Okay? Now, I could see him in every other movie and I'd be like, oh, that's Spider-Man. I will never say that's Tobey Maguire. I would always say that's Spider-Man. So, Mr. Tobey Maguire, thank you for your wonderful role as spider-man you have touched a young seven or eight year old girl in a tremendous way okay moving on so i was the only girl in my classroom a class that is made up of let's say 25 26 children i'm the only girl of let's say 12 to 13 girls So that means I'm the only girl with a Spider-Man bag and a Spider-Man lunch bag, okay? All the other boys have, they have Batman, they have Superman, they have, you name it, you name it. And the girls have Barbie and those pretty little ponies or Teletubbies or whatever, whatever they had on their bag back then. I can't remember. All I remember was my lunch bag what had Spider-Man on it and I was pretty, pretty happy because I remember, sidetrack story, I remember when my mom went with me to buy that bag, she was like, okay, and the girl in the store was showing my mom all these like pretty fancy Spider-Man book bags, sorry, Spider-Man book bags, and then she start, began to show her, okay, it's for her, okay, and then she began to show her um, Barbie princess stuff and I'm just oh Polly Pocket yes Polly Pocket and all of these things and my and I just remember turning and looking at my mom and I said mom I do not want that bag 
I want the Spider-Man bag. She's like, you sure? I was like, I'm sure. I want the Spider-Man bag. She's like, remember, you have to use this for the rest of the term. I was like, mom, I want the Spider-Man bag. Okay, I want the Spider-Man bag. And I want the Spider-Man lunch bag too. So get the set. She's like, you sure you're a girl going to school with a Spider-Man book bag and a Spider-Man lunch bag? This is my mom trying to get it into my head. You're a girl going to school with a boy bag. You might get picked. You might get picked on. I didn't care. All I saw was Spider-Man. I'm making a point, y'all. Follow me. I'm making a point. So I went to school and I was having a blast. Like my spider, I remembered my Spider-Man bag. I was blue, blue straps. No, it was red straps with blue buckles. And it had like this blue, this blue um, hard wire around it with the Spider-Man face on it. That when in the sun, it would kind of, it would kind of change. Like it had a 3D effect. So it would look like he's coming forward. Oh, that was so cool. It was so cool. Y'all, I'm geeking out over this. It was so cool. Now, backtrack to my story. I am going to school every day wearing the Spider-Man bag. And did kids pick on me? They probably did. I don't remember. Did they say, well, you're a girl, that's what I want back? I could have cared less because I was so passionate about my love for Spider-Man. I was so passionate about it. Now, growing up, I'm still passionate about my love for Spider-Man. I still love Spider-Man. Like, I'm that girl that goes to the movies just to see Spider-Man. Like, and I would watch that show over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. As we're saying that, I should probably have a Spider-Man marathon. And I think I'm going to watch the one with Tobey Maguire and make my way up with all the others. With Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland and whatnot. So, my point I'm making here is, in life, when you're passionate enough about something... Don't let anyone talk you out of it. You, you see what I did there? Yeah, but don't let anyone talk you out of something that you love. Something that you're passionate about. Once you set your mind to it, continue running towards it. Continue going towards that goal. Continue making the steps. Like every day going to school with a Spider-Man bag was a testament to me today that okay if I could have wore my Spider-Man bag to school despite the scrutiny I would have gotten from the others I can take the necessary steps I have towards self-improvement towards improving myself to getting myself to the goals and dreams and visions that I want to achieve that even if I have to do it alone I can still do it now let's tie in the word of God because in Numbers 13, it talks about when Moses sent the 12 spies into the land of Canaan, which would have been the promised land for the Israelites. The 12 spies went. They saw that the land was flowing with milk and honey, but they also said they saw giants. They came back, 10 of, oh Jesus, 10 
of the spies came back 12 came back but 10 came back with a report saying we cannot take the land because there's giants in it but there were two joshua and caleb said no we can do this because if god is for us we can do it so what i'm guess i'm trying to say to you tonight to this morning this evening this afternoon is that if God tells you it is yours, it is yours. There is nothing nobody could do that can take it away from you and stop you from getting it but you. Because Moses then listened to the 10 spies and was kept out of the promised land for 40 years. Correct me if I'm wrong. He was kept out of the promised land for 40 years and he died before entering the promised land that God told Moses because of your fear basically and your disobedience your generation shall not enter into the land and I don't know who is listening to me right now but your mother's generation, your father's generation could not have made that first step. That does not mean you can't make that first step to wholesome, to being, to, to being wholesome, to being healed, to being free, to being mentally stable, to being financially stable, to being physically stable, to be healthy, to be wise. You cannot be the first one and sometimes being the first one in the family to break generational curses, generational cycles and to break childhood habits and childhood patterns. You have to stand alone sometimes. So don't be afraid to go against the grain because sometimes there is, there is more freedom in doing it by yourself than doing it with somebody else let me be real doing it with somebody else is just another opinion you have to take into consideration that okay i have to please them when really and truly the only person we really should be pleasing is god god am i pleasing you by walking this way so if i had not been adamant about wearing my spider-man book back then i may not have been adamant about pursuing the things of god today that my tenacity and drive wouldn't be so high and wouldn't be so strong and it takes courage it takes courage to decide that you want better it takes courage to decide that you want to do better it takes courage to make a decision to become better it takes courage and i will never tell you it, it's easy and I will never tell you it's going to get easy. But what I can tell you is you won't feel as burdened as you can feel if you're doing it with God. Because it, it doesn't get easier, but it gets easier to manage. And then you build up you build up an immunity against it. So whatever it may be whatever it may be that you're struggling with, if you may be struggling with porn addiction, maybe struggling with it's okay to get help. It's okay to reach out. It's okay to go to therapy. It's okay to go to your counselor. It's a, it's okay to tell the truth. It's okay to tell your truth because that's the only way you can be free cuz 
who the son of man sets free is free indeed and the word of god also said the truth shall set you free so sometimes by telling your truth you're not only freeing yourself but you're freeing the generation that comes after you so it takes courage to be you and it, it starts from childhood it starts from childhood. It starts from being, from owning who you are, for being truly authentic to yourself, that you're not going to allow yourself to give in to peer pressure, that you're not going to allow yourself to give in to the norms that society has created for you. You were created to thrive. You were created to be successful. You were created to survive and you were created to flourish. And there is nothing nobody can do that can stop you from doing any of those things but you. Yes, society says that you may be, you may have a stigma on you. Yes, society may say you may have a criminal charge against you. But once you have made the decision that you want to be different in life, you want to make a difference, you can do it. You can do it. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're not going to face backlash. You're not going to face obstacles. Not you're, you're not going to face hindrances. You're going to face it. But you can do it. You can overcome it because you're not doing it by yourself. If God is for you, then who can be against you? If God is walking with you and he's telling you, do not be dismayed. Do not be discouraged. For I, the Lord, am with you. Then you can do it. There's nothing that can stop you from getting where you have to go but you. Okay? Now, let's get in to our next segment. I have to cut this a little short. I'm sorry, but let's get into our next segment. What would Jesus do? Okay, so we have a scenario here. Let's go. So there's a junior high kid that's hanging out under the grandstands with friends at a Friday night football game. Football game. And one friend looks carefully and offers him a smoke that does not come out of a cigarette package. What should he do? Now I need you all to write me and tell me what should he do. And should he take it or should he not take it? Because it's his friend, right? It's coming out. It's not coming out of a package. So that means it's not necessarily a cigarette. It can be illegal drugs. What what should he do now i know any practical person is going to say well he shouldn't take it but let's ask a question what would jesus do what would jesus do how would jesus approach this situation that in doing that before he takes it a teacher approaches how should the teacher handle the situation? Should he get angry? Should he get frustrated? Should he yell, scream, scold, make accusations? Or should he approach it in a gentle manner? I think, honestly, if it was me as a teacher myself, <laughs> When you want the best for your kids, you, you, you almost see them as if they're your biological children. 
to be honest. And then when you catch them doing something that's it's not harmful to your reputation, but it's harmful for them because you know they they have such good <laughs> drive in them, but the wrong crowd can get a can get the better of them. You the disappointment you can feel is gut-wrenching, heartbreaking because because you know they know better. You know that they're more mature than this, that they're wiser than this, that they shouldn't make they shouldn't be making decisions like this. So for me, in this situation, because you don't know, you don't want to just go in and fly off the handle and then it creates a loud spectacle that draws people attention. In a matter like this, I would try not to draw attention to the students, pull them away in a stern and firm manner but also make myself approachable that if they do have a problem that they feel that they need to turn to drugs to fix that they can feel free to open up to me so I think for me my what would Jesus do would be use a gentle approach a gentle yet firm approach now if you disagree with me let me know send me an email and I will read all your comments and I will agree or disagree in next podcast. Okay? So, that leaves me to go on to our second topic. How could our childhood mindset impact us as adults? Now, let's be real. Some of us, we don't fully grow up and you're probably thinking what are you talking about some of us it takes us a little while longer to mature because we may not have necessarily gone through things that other people went through so we don't see the world as we don't see the world as twisted and distorted as they can so we still have a somewhat innocent approach to the world we still have our rose-colored face veil over our eyes that sometimes it can be ripped off in a sporadic or unsuspecting moment and we can get reality shock or reality check now for those who grew up in a harsh harsh world because we all grew up in different worlds we all have different worlds we all come from different backgrounds we all come from different families and not not every family is the same and not everybody is same and i think that's what make the world so unique is that nobody's story is the same but just because my story is not like yours it's not my job to discriminate and it's not my job to make you feel less than or make you feel that you're not worthy of something because you don't have the links or the connections like my daddy does or my mommy does or 
you are or are just maybe jealous of your work ethics. You see, if we go around constantly comparing ourselves to people, and this is something that starts in childhood, that we can look at someone, and most of the time it starts in, with sibling ri- rivalry, where we can look at a sibling if one sibling is favored over the other. You tend to see comparison a lot, and comparison kills. And it doesn't kill physically. It kills you mentally. Here's why. You develop a low self-esteem. You develop as you develop uh sometimes you could develop a victim mentality, a victim mindset, because you're now thinking that everybody's against you. Or you're now thinking that you don't have what it takes to get to the top, like your brother or your sister. And I want to remind you that God made us fearfully and wonderfully made. He made us unique. No one DNA is the same as yours. You can only be you in this world. You can be you and you can be them at the same time. So when you sit down and you think and be like, I wish I was like them. Or sometimes as a child, we used to say, I wish I was more like them because I know I did it. I said it. I wish I was more like my sister. I wish I was more like her. I wish I was pretty like her. I wish I was graceful like her. You know, we only say that in that moment because we want the attention that they're getting. But really and truly, do they even ask for the attention that they're getting? That's if we were to walk a mile in their shoe, we would see there's much pressure upon them as well. Because they now have to maintain a record of perfection for those. They can't afford to slip up and make mistakes. And now we have you in the corner where you're not exactly, you're not perfect And they could be envious of you because you have more freedom to be yourself than they have freedom to be themselves. So just like you're fighting for, you're fighting for your freedom to be seen and to be heard, they can also be fighting for them free for their freedom to be seen and heard, and not not the facade that they put on, but the real them wants to be seen and be heard. So if we dig deeper. Everybody has a story to tell. So let everybody tell their story. In childhood and in your childhood, there's great stories to come up from. There's great stories that we can learn from. And when we learn these lessons is how we apply them to our lives. Our mom and our dads and our aunts and uncles and grandpa grandmas and grandpas often sit us down and they tell us all the wonderful things like back in my days and really and truly I think we should take some of the advice not everything we can screen some but we should take their advice because we we tend to say you don't understand you don't have it like I do that may be the case but I can I can guarantee their situation may not have been the same back then, but I can 
rest assured knowing that they had a similar experience as well. So sometimes grandma and grandpa may not always have the right thing to say. But they do have something to say. If that makes sense. And on that note, that very melancholic note, I just want to leave a quote with you all. And I think we can apply this to our lives. It's from the great, 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 great philosopher, Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) He said... We didn't realize we were making memories. We just knew we were having fun. If we would stop focus on, oh, I need to get this on camera and get this on or documented or videotaped on my phone and just, just bask in the moment, in the present that you're in, you would realize that memory is worth so much more than just looking on your phone and being like the phone yeah it's nice to have it taped I'm not going to I'm not going against that there are certain things I love to have taped on my phone but sometimes I just rather have that memory instead of having it on my phone and to have it for social media I just rather have that for me and not for anybody else so just live life Like you're having fun and you're going to realize you're making memories as you go along the way. So my closing statement that I want to leave you all with is a wonderful quote again by Uncle Ben from (laughs) Spider-Man. When he told Peter, with great power comes great responsibility. And sometimes... We may not know our call. We may not know what we're being called into. But I want to tell you, with great power comes great responsibility. And to whom much is given, much is required. And when you, as you get older, for those who are young, my young listeners, as you get older, you'll realize that growing up comes with great responsibilities. Because this is where priorities change. This is where habits change, patterns change, the things that you used to do, you do them no more. And this is where you have to take into consideration, I have to be responsible for my actions. You can no longer pass it off as I was a child. Now you have to begin to hold yourself accountable for every action, every word that you say or do. So I want to remind you in going forth through this week is... Let's practice accountability. And remember, great power comes great responsibility. You're listening to Glacier Underground. And this is your girl, Melanie Ramdeen. I love you. God loves you. Be strong and courageous. Peace, love, blessings. Shalom. Bye.